You are now listening to the Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Frigera, your Soul Powered Executive Coach. This podcast is designed to make soul power a normal topic of conversation. What makes us divine and how can it empower your life and business? For season three, we are diving deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who powered through the 2020 lockdown and emerged even stronger. So get ready to be inspired, get ready to be empowered, get ready to take action as we explore how to elevate your soul power and create success no matter what. Welcome everyone for another episode of Soul Power to the People podcast. My name is Tess Fregera and I'm with a lovely, lovely, beautiful guest today. And we're going to talk about true you. You know, this podcast is all about rediscovering your soul power, reigniting it and reimagining the possibilities of what we can create when we know the essence of who we really are. So it's really easy to lose sight of our true self. There's a lot of uh, noise and distractions out there. A lot of programming, a lot of indoctrinations, oh, a yeah. lot of <laughs> a lot of pressure to conform and comply, yeah. and that was the focus of uh, the prior seasons. But this time around, we are focusing on truly reigniting your soul purpose and really stepping into it. Um, just like uh, one of the guests we had, unapologetically stepping into our Soul Power. Welcome to Soul Power to the people, Sass. Hello thank and thank you. you for being here today. Oh, thank you. No, I'm really, really loving this opportunity to come and talk to you. I know we've exchanged some messages and things, and I, I know that we're really on the same wavelength and the, the things that we believe in really resonate with each other. So this is a wonderful opportunity. Thank you. Yes, I really appreciate you wanting to be a part of the show. So can you please briefly introduce yourself and your business? Yeah. My name's Sass Tetzlaff. Um, it's, it, I know it's a bit of a long word to sort of get your tongue around, but it, it's German and you pronounce every letter that's there. So it's Tetzlaff. So uh, my dad's German. Um, I'm based in the UK and I am an accredited energy alignment method mentor EFT practitioner and Akashic Records reader. And I also channel my ancient ancestors to bring wisdom and guidance for myself and my clients in today's world. Uh, we're not that far removed from uh, the, the, the methods and the thinking of the ancients. And if only we could get back to those kind of true, authentic feelings of self, we would find things in, in this day and age a lot easier. And as you mentioned, Tess, it's about all of that noise and the indoctrination and the implants. They're all um, unnecessary and a distraction. They're just taking us away from what our true path is. And that is to express our two true soul essence here on earth. And when we do that, we realize that, that all the things that we've been told are important you know all the material things and the the way we judge each other and define ourselves by the things that we own the car we drive the 
the address where we live, what part of town we live in and, and, you know, all the trappings are really, really not what matters to us. What matters is how we relate to each other, how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves first, because um, I, my experience has shown that how we do one thing is how we do everything. And it starts with ourselves. So my, my business name is, um, I'm known as the True You Coach. So this is what I do. I help people find their way back to that true soul essence of who they came here to be, you know, what their true soul path is. And we do that by releasing and letting go of the things that are standing in the way of that. Because people can say, oh, that sounds really easy. I just find out who I am. But there is so much that's been as you said, indoctrinated and implanted into us and the conditioning that we've received from the get-go, right from day one, that we're supposed to do this and we've got to tick this box and we have to say certain things and behave in a certain way to conform. And that is just not who we really are. We're here to, you know, dig deep and really express what gives us joy what brings us happiness together not not in isolation not in separation but together do you know I love that you said a word twice and I'm very curious okay um I want to ask you about implant and then I want to ask you too about your business before 2020 before all the oh yeah, yeah. atrocious lockdown and restriction that really limited our movement and freedom but yeah. what what's an implant implant is um if you will if you think about it if you go to have surgery and they implant something you know you you can have it it's something that's placed in you that changes who you are so i'm talking about things like psychological and subconscious implants and this is as a result of the things that we're exposed to from such an early age that are knowingly or unknowingly reinforced by our parents, caregivers, uh, you know, educational teachers. And, and then, it, of course, it's, it's perpetuated by our peers. You know, children really want to fit in and they want to be like all the other children. So we copy each other and we look around us for guidance of, well, how do we navigate this world? Oh, this situation has come up. How do we do that? So we are, if you like, at the mercy of all of these influences. And it's when something is implanted in our subconscious that creates a way we think. And therefore, the way we think dictates how we behave. So an implant in that respect is a thought process. So prejudices, um, biases, you know, they're all implants. We're, we're all taught that we have to behave that way. But if, if we go right back to our original blueprint, they, they don't matter. They, they don't exist. They, they're not real. They've been placed there by other agencies. And, and that's not meant to sound like any kind of conspiracy theory. It, it's a fact. It's there. We have it in the advertising, in the marketing and promotion of things around us for the materialism. And, you know, so as parents, we don't think we're being good parents unless we buy X, Y and Z for our children with this label and that label. And it's got to be like this. and It's got to be this big. And, it, you know, and we buy into literally with our money and our psychology, we buy into um the feelings of inadequacy if we don't provide those things for our children and your kids pick up on this kind of thing 
from our parents, you know, oh, why is mommy and daddy a little bit worried about this? And, and then, then that makes us doubt ourselves. We don't know that their anxiety is often caused by not having enough money to buy the things to keep up with the neighbours, da-da-da. We internalise it and think it's because we ourselves are inadequate in some way. We think we're not being a good child because our parents are, are worried about things and about, you know, um, the things we have. And it creates this cycle of, of going round and round in circles. Everybody's trying to guess what the other person is thinking. And if we just let all of that go and got into just loving each other and having fun together and, you know, looking for the simpler things in life. So that that's what an imprint is or an implant. Um, same thing, really. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's yes. something that's been given to us that's not really part of us. Yeah, and you're talking about psychological implants, and uh, this is outside of our conversation today, but I would like to um, let the audience know that the implants goes beyond psychological, Mm. which is so evident after the 2020 lockdown. You know, our foods uh, genetically modified and whatever the injection, they Mm. They want mass injection of it uh, into the mass population. It's implanted and certainly not um, a subject of today's episode. Again, look back to the seasons one and two of, uh, you know, the crimes against humanity. But our focus right now is your persistence, your endurance, your determination to bring your business um, host uh, you know, 2020, after 2020, what were the challenges? Um, and well, let's bring it back to how was it before 2020? And what were the challenges during 2020? How were you impacted? And then um, what insights, what decisions did you make? Um, how did you adapt? Uh, you know, because we're talking psychological implants. How did you adjust yourself psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and even in the physical realm? What did you have to do? So the walk us through from your business before 2020, the yeah. challenges and what you had to do to overcome and not bow down to tyranny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, before uh, 2020, I had a very, very successful in-person business. I was a bespoke wedding dress designer, which means that every dress was different. They were all made individually for each client. And obviously, um, that can be very seasonal. Let's face it, the vast majority of weddings happen in the sort of spring and summer. So the rest of the time, I was passing on my skills, uh, running courses and classes and you know, training other people to do things. Um, so everything literally relied on face-to-face contact. You know, if you're making something for a bride, it's about measuring her, being there with her in the room, getting to know her. And, you know, it, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there is another business where you get really intimate with a person really, really quickly, because let's face it, I'm I'm there with these girls in their underwear. <laughs> so it is an intimate connection. Um, and you're helping to make their dreams come true. So there's a lot of responsibility and and it was really successful and it was great. I was riding that wave, you know, and loving it. And I'm a very creative person. So it, it was absolutely so gorgeous for me to be doing that. Then, of course, 2020 hit. 
And my business literally disappeared like a magician's trick. Poof, it was gone, literally overnight, as were the in-person courses and classes that I was running. And it was devastating. I, I, I don't mind saying it was absolutely devastating. And I didn't know, literally, I had no reason to get out of bed. Absolutely no reason to get out of bed, you know. So what I had to do was really, really look at things. And it was a real wake up call for me. And it was um, a big shock. So reeling from that shock for a while was, you know, for, for a couple of weeks, I didn't know which way to turn. I was in a spin. It was like we, there's no guarantees. There's no, oh, you know, restrictions will be lifted here. Lockdown will be lifted then. Oh, it's only going to last this way. It was really open-ended and it was like looking into a chasm, a, a literally a bottomless pit of can't make plans, can't make uh, any kind of judgments, can't make any kind of projections, can't, you know, I, can't, I, can't, I just can't emphasize how much stress it was, how confusing it was, how uh, devastating it was. And then what I realized after a while, I, I, I went deep and, um, you know, because I'm, I'm talking to my ancestors and that I, I actually came slowly so to, to a realization that it was actually a gift and that doing that was great and it was wonderful, but it wasn't actually my soul path. And I'd been hedging around being aware of that for quite some time before COVID hit. But I just thought that my what is now my business was just a little bit of a side hustle. It was something that was a little bit of a hobby almost. Uh, and it was OK to have it like that. But then I realized that, the, that this was um, the lockdown and everything was a big nudge from the universe to say to me, do you know what? This is great. This is actually your opportunity. This is your chance to really grab this by the horns and ride it and see where it goes. So in order to do that and in order to back that up, I realized that I didn't need my huge studio anymore. I didn't need, you know, so I literally offloaded everything. I put my house up for sale. I put my business up for sale. Obviously, I didn't sell my business, but I had a, a huge studio that I actually could sell. Um, for somebody to repurpose in the future. So I made the decision to pivot completely. And by giving up my studio, I mean, I, the, even when lockdown lifted, I couldn't go back. I didn't have my studio. So I was all in, literally all in with my new business. So I had to dig deep and start finding out, well, how do I run an online business? Because I realized that if I can't do something in person, I've got to do it online. So that if ever this happens again, I won't be bitten by the same thing again. It will not, pardon me, bite my ass again, you know. <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. So, yeah, I just literally signed up for every course, every coach I could find. I started doing research. I started retraining because this actually, um, what I'm doing now and the coaching I'm doing goes back to the career I had before I had the wedding dresses, Um which was before I had children. I, I was um, a residential social worker and rehabilitating ex-offenders. So I was doing casework with people, helping them overcome you know, what was driving them to, to, to have that behavior. So I deal with behaviors, you know. So I resurrected some skills from back then, piled on some new ones and just got into the, the beauty of the journey. I was aware that I couldn't go from being in the top of one game to the top of another game um 
overnight. You know, it was going to take some effort. It was going to take some work. And, and I took the decision. It's a decision to commit to that. And in doing so, it became so easy. It, it, I felt into this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, bring it on. What do I need? And the minute I took that decision, the minute I agreed with the universe to step up to help other people in that way, it all became so easy. The right coaches came along, the right information came along. I seemed to absorb and assimilate it really easily. I qualified very quickly in um, two modalities that I'd, I'd been you know, a recipient of, so I knew they worked. I don't believe in, in kind of bringing things into my practice that I don't know deep down work properly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I tried and tested, tested them out on yep. myself and your know, case studies and clients, and then and relaunched. Um, literally within a year, I re- relaunched a new business. So in doing so, embracing all the new skills, new, and it's not just the skills of the coaching skills, it's the marketing skills, it's the online skills, it's the the you know, the promotional skills in a completely different way to how I was doing it before. But just right. embracing all of that. Um, and I'm not going to say it hasn't always been he- easy. It hasn't. And my, um, you know, my way of working has evolved in, in, in that time. My client base has evolved in that time. It's been honed and honed and honed. Uh, there's been some shifts, but it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the path. So I don't kind of regret having had that that previous business. It taught me so much about people skills and connection and knowing how to to like read people and understand what it is they want. You know, a lot of transferable skills, a lot of them. Um, and just believing in myself. Um, we were discussing earlier about this, and it was it's about, you know, again, recognizing that the events of of that situation that pandemic that's not who i am okay it happened around me but it doesn't define my success it doesn't define my path it doesn't define my belief in myself mm-hmm. if anything it reinforced it for me having to um you know literally my life fell apart but then i realized actually that's just that was just my job it wasn't me it I wasn't who it. i am you I know so I, I love um, three things that you mentioned. Um, you were in communication with your ancestors. Yeah. And then you made a decision. Yeah. And you were all in. I think that's yeah. very important because there is a superficial level of, yeah, I'm going to start a business or, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then yeah. when it gets difficult, same old pattern of uh, self-abandonment or, or yeah. you know when it gets challenging i'm yeah. out of here and that's one of my patterns is to flee to to run away yeah. because i can't yeah. i had my soul blueprints read to me and i do that now too is you know what are my gifts and along with my gifts of peace and harmony the other side of that is i can't stand drama If I can't stand drama, I run away. And that's a self-limiting, debilitating pattern. If I continue to run away, how can I be there for my business or for myself? It's ultimately self-abandonment. So it's, it's like looking back at those patterns. So I love what you said about 
really having that decision to to be there, to do yeah. it, to see it all the way through, and then believing in yourself. Talk to me about your conversations with your ancestor. When did this start? And and tell us first, uh, where's you are in England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm based in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell me about your conversations with your ancestors. Did that is that recent? Has that been a part of you your whole journey, yeah. whole life? Yeah, um, it's really interesting because it started when I was very very young, and um, it manifested in uh, things that you know when you're very very young, it's cute, you know, call it an imaginary friend or whatever. But um, I used to, um, and but then it used to come up in in. Oh, it's really it's really difficult to talk well it's not difficult to talk about it but it's kind of embarrassing but oh, awkward because as I got a little bit older and it had been accepted as a child people just thought it was funny and cute but then you get a bit older and you, you carry on with it and then people are like don't you think you're getting a bit old for that so suddenly something that previously had been approved and people thought was, was funny suddenly I'm getting this kind of rejection and so I found that hard to navigate at the time um I won't lie so I did internalize it and I went in so I carried on the conversations but didn't talk about it to people um but it was um it was um whenever I used to go to church I, I came from a you know very um, religious family and I would go to church and there would be this lady in the corner in the church and people thought I was talking to the statue of, of of the Virgin Mary, but I wasn't. I was talking to the lady that was standing beside her, but nobody could see her. Um, you know, and it was just like it just got really weird. And I do accept that people who don't you know, haven't had experience of this do find it weird. Believe me, it's just as weird for those of us who do it, you know. Um because as you grow and you realize that not everybody does it. I thought everybody did it, and then you realize that they don't. So you know, and then you go through school and it, it, I mean, my grandmother was really, really supportive, but my mother wasn't. Um, and because and, I suspect my grandmother did it as well. And I think she could understand that. And she was trying to sort of help me deal with it, but not in a way that she could say, oh, yeah, it's OK. And just keep doing it. She's just like, quietly, it's OK. Um, and then. I just you know how it is you you become a teenager and then you discover boys and then you discover fashion and then you discover you know so other things take over and so I really did suppress it and started my career in college da 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 um but it was always kind of in the background but I didn't I didn't embrace it and I did suppress it and I did deny it but sort of post 2020 when I was going through this this spiritual journey and retraining and stepping more into that world I realized quite quickly that that was a very integral part of how I help people and you know so coupled with the the training I have which is is all the sort of the the, the theory and practice of you know energy alignment and uh, there's this other aspect to it that is if you like it unique to me or whatever um but it, it it's to do with one particular ancestor that you, it got very noisy and it got very messy and I did have help from somebody else um in in this kind of realm to clean it up and put boundaries in place so I don't get the interference and people trying to distract me by trying to tell me too much about their stories through history and um, I'm not here to tell their stories. I'm here to bring wisdom. 
Um, so I had to kind of cut them out and just go to this one ancestor that I have who is very, um, how can I describe her? She's very, she's a force of nature. She's very strong willed. She's very adamant about, um, you know, what needs to happen in the world and how we need to get back to who we are and our connection with both, you know, spirit and self, which is all the same thing, etc. So she, if I get off path, she gives me a really big nudge to get back on the path to helping people. You know, she's, she's helped me to see with absolute clarity why I'm here and, by embracing that and embracing the <clears throat> sorry the conversations with my ancestors, everything has just fallen into place and everything has become just a really rich tapestry of um, this is the way forward, this is how things are done, and not to be, and I think this is really important for, for people. People think that they can't go ahead and do something until they've got it all worked out and it's all perfect and they've got all the training. It, it's no, no. People need you where you are right now. People need you at the stage you are right now. You will always be learning. We are always learning and growing. That next bit of wisdom will come when you need it. You don't have to keep going and getting pieces of paper, training, courses, you know, which I did and I've done it. But it's like, okay, well, you've got to apply them now. You've got to actually use what you've learned. You've got to bring those gifts to the world. And not keep hiding behind, oh, I need another qualification and I need this right. and I need that. Go and do it. What I love um, in, in, in hearing your story about suppressing, denying your natural mm. gifts. Yeah. What I love that happened to me during the pandemic was, one, I, I felt so betrayed by the leaders out there, by the people who I was following in personal yeah. development and spiritual development. and. Yes. Um, all of a sudden, there's this huge divide between, oh, my God, I've been following you, but really, you're just going to, yeah. wow, you know, you're leading your people to slaughter so is what I've been yeah. saying this whole time. And that was a gift to turn off, kind of like what you said, you had to set your own boundary where all the noise was, and you pretty much said, shut up. Yeah. And then you really went in. And see where your message is, to where your gifts are that you had been suppressing and denying yeah. and really yeah. fully owning it and then bringing it back to the world. Because with all the implants, with all the indoctrinations out there, yeah. with all the submissiveness that we were taught to be, you know, obedience, like a virtual, right? If you're not yeah. obedient, you're a bad, bad, bad. Oh, bad. yeah. Oh, yeah. My God, yeah. right? So how <laughs> end up in our own power so yeah. i love your story of really even telling your are you not afraid of telling your ancestors to shut up <laughs> yeah well, it had to be done believe me it had to be done it was getting out of hand. what i would like to emphasize there is you yeah. are a sovereign being and that no one can touch you unless yeah. you give permission whether it's yeah. in the spiritual realm or the physical yeah. realm yeah right so I just want to point that out, that once you really step into your oh, yeah. power, you have full control what you yeah. let in. Are you going to let in the negative talks? Yes. Or are you going to let in yeah. your own soul power? Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to uh, add on to that since I interjected? No, no, it's fine. Yeah. So 
in your journey from face to face to um, now online, are you all online, hundred yeah. percent online now? Yeah. Are you ever going back to face to face? Um, probably not. But when I say no face to face, um, I am involved in little projects physically, geographically close to me, but they are not necessarily part of my business. But they are where I do bring my gifts to people. You know, I've started women's circles. Um, health groups. So I'm a bit of a kind of organizer. I see gaps. I see where, you know, we need this here, we need that there. And I'm very good at setting things up and getting them rolling and then, you know, handing the reins over to other people um, and giving them the confidence. It's like, yeah, I've done it for you. Come on. Here, here it is. This is how it works. So, you know, I'm really interested in helping my local community, but that's not necessarily part of my business. But, you know, I do get involved in um bringing the message out and making sure that p- people in my community have access to the information but you know i don't have the facility to do in person anymore it you know my job is is one to one online yeah right and uh how did you get all set up online um with the censorship that happened in the last 3 years and ongoing uh were you affected by that not really. Um, I have um, <laughs> I have a saying that I keep saying to people: um, I need neither policy nor permission to be fabulous. It's I, yeah. you know, okay, I. No. Okay, you have to repeat that for me. I, I need, need... Neither, neither policy nor permission to be fabulous. So that means you know the government can't tell me what I can and can't do, and I also don't need. A, I I basically work with, in the arena with with, with women mainly, and um, working on the the limiting beliefs and the self sabotage that that comes from our conditioning as women, and what is our transgenerational trauma going back millennia about you know women aren't supposed to succeed women aren't supposed to handle money women women aren't supposed to run businesses women aren't supposed to want things women are supposed to just please everybody else you know so that's like the main thrust of, of the arena of my work so Did you, you see know, evidence of this while you were feeding you know women the brides oh yeah oh yeah do you I have mean, a story you yeah. want to share oh, where this how, is so evident and well, I just mean, want to slap her upside down in the buttocks <laughs> well yeah there is that um the mainly i mean this sounds incredibly hypocritical but hypocritically but if you look at the marriage ceremony itself it's where possession of a person passes from one person to another neither of those people are the woman herself you know you get married so the the ownership of the woman passes from the father to the husband i never saw it that way that's true that's true. Yeah. And this this used this is how it used to be legally. This is how this is why I say I don't need policy. I don't need government policy. But this is how it was legally in in you know most countries and in most in every culture, but most countries, you know, here in the UK, you know, there was laws passed and and let's face it, most of the the laws and the thinking from the UK went over to America when you know when with on the ships they took their they took their beliefs with them you know about how women should be treated so it's all still perpetuating and you know women were denied education they were denied access to um funding if they had skills they weren't allowed to set up in business there was guilds you know so if you had skills you know um the guilds were exclusively for men so this has gone on for millennia 
And so this is what we're up against. It's not just you know the stuff that we have going on in society now. That is literally just an echo and a, and a leftover from what has been going on for thousands of years. And it's that that we need to release from our DNA. It is in our collective DNA as women that, you know, there's so, you know, you, you talked before about self-sabotage and, and, you know, running away when you've got all this success and everything. That is part of your transgenerational trauma, you know, and people will talk about transgenerational trauma when it's to do with the Holocaust and the Holomar. Holomar, I can never say that word right, but you know what I mean. Um, people who've experienced tsunamis, earthquakes, you know, they're, generations later their children are still exhibiting those survival tactics well can you imagine if if that trauma was perpetuated for thousands of years generation upon generation upon generation upon generation ad nauseum what effect is that going to have on the offspring of those people and so every generation we all grow up and you know and our mothers tell us as young girls how to behave so that we're not in danger how to behave so our vulnerability isn't exposed. You know, our mothers are always telling us, shh, don't, don't say that, don't speak up, in, you know, don't wear those clothes, don't go out on your own. Don't, don't. So we're, the fear is passed on to us unwittingly right. by our own mothers as well, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. I Watching my mother, I always say that her gift to me is the gift of contrast because mm. growing up, she taught me to be a powerful woman yeah. by not doing what she's done. You know, yes. and I, I growing up, I said, I won't be a punching bag. Yes. I won't be a doormat and I won't be a yes. medicine cabinet. Those were yes. the three things that really shaped my life. And mm -hmm. when I told you, you know, slapping the women upside down and, you know, slapping yeah. their buttocks, yeah. it's because that's how I feel like, why are you staying in an abusive relationship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How come you don't recognize your own power? And your your explanation yeah. just hit it on the head. Mm. Transgenerational trauma. I need no policy nor permission to be fabulous. Oh, my goodness. So wonderful. And so it's amazing, isn't it, how what you were doing before the wedding business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's like um, everything put together in piece, like yeah. a big puzzle piece, yeah. and now it's all come together. Yeah. And the big puzzle piece, what I'm seeing is you opening up to your natural gift of yeah. your psychic development. Yeah. 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 And and uh, enhancing it even more. Uh, mm -hmm. I really believe in the no parts left behind, and until we <laughs> suppress, deny, um, abandon parts of us. Yeah, we don't feel whole. We feel incomplete. Exactly. We are in yeah. eternal quest for the truth, and the truth yeah. is what is underneath what it is yeah. that we are suppressing, denying. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. That's exactly it. You hit it on the head. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And like you say, that the pieces that we've denied or lost or left by the roadside, or we've got to pick all those pieces back up and integrate them back into us. Yeah, and one other thing that you said was. There's always lessons, and there's always evolution, and there's always mm -hmm. enhancements and recalibration. Yeah. Uh, once we, you know, your psychic development, and I'm in that space right now too of of really enhancing and cultivating that. I, yeah. you know, I was in that accounting field where woo woo is like, oh my god, it's like, oh, I know, I know, 
I know. It's crazy. I totally yeah. understand um, the whole process. But yeah, so talk about any other key lessons that you've learned, any, you know, new decisions since 2020. For myself, it's like, kind of like you, I will never, ever bow down to tyranny. Oh, yeah. 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 What was your theme coming out um, of Coming out of it was just really, really being so grateful for the ability and the knowledge, the knowledge coming to me. And, you know, and, and I went and trained in this because uh, it was just so revelatory was how to step back into my own power came through understanding the complexity of, you know, I feel like our spiritual side or our energy i work with energy um on, in the quantum field so it's it's not just psychic development understanding how that works and realizing that what they they've been telling us and this speaks really really to you know pandemic you know uh, and they, they wanted to give us a vaccine it, it that is the spiritual no that is the physical aspect of of the pain that we were going through at that point but the emotional aspect of that had an impact on an you know our anatomy that is just as complicated as our physical anatomy so in the way that we have hearts and lungs and organs and blood vessels and nervous systems and hormone systems and 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 all of these things muscles and tendons and, and blood cells and bones going through our physical body we have um an energy or spiritual body that is just as complicated and complex and for me the the big thing about that was coming out of of that period, understanding that you know, that that spiritual aspect of it is, is just as important to take care of as the physical. So I, you know, I learned about my chakra system, my aura system, you know, my my funnels, my meridians, da, 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 all of these things that play such a, a big part in our lives, and we we go through life and we sleepwalk through it, not realizing that our physical health depends so much 110 percent on our spiritual health you know everything that's happening to us physical has a spiritual or energetic start point everything yeah all the niggles all the, the things you know that then lead to dis, dis ease and stress and struggle all come from what's going on in our energy system subconsciously spiritually that then has to manifest physically in front of us and it's by not taking care of the inner work not taking care of our inner selves, that we then see these these things outside of us. And again, from that point of view, yeah, the pandemic happened and people who think, oh, it's just about a virus getting into our bodies and how we can't be with each other and how we can't interact with each other because of this physical thing that's happening in our bodies. No, it had a much, much bigger meaning on a spiritual level you know not being able to yeah. talk to people not being able to be in contact with people not being able to touch people that was more damaging than the actual virus itself isn't it amazing because you talk about the chakras right it, it first was called coronavirus yeah right yeah. the crown chakra yeah. and then 2020 right what is 2020 mm. yeah oh yeah being yeah. clearly yeah yeah, yeah. so the name of this podcast is Soul Power to the People. Why did you agree? And you've been talking about this, uh, but what was what is it that resonates with you? And uh, 
can you speak to the role of your of your business's purpose and alignment into what this podcast stands for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said at the beginning, we are completely on the same page. It's that soul power that drives everything that we do in life. We we think that it's it's the other things uh, around us, the external things, but it's not. It's what's going on inside us. Um, you know, the health of our soul directly reflects out into every aspect of everything that we do in life. Every bit of strife, every bit of struggle relates to where we're feeling pain in our soul. Um, and when we don't listen to our soul, when we don't understand the power of our soul, when we don't understand the meaning of our soul and how to speak to it, how to communicate with it, how to listen to it, it's talking to us all the time and we just don't listen. And if we can just stop for a minute and, and look around us and find ways to connect in with that, the power, you know, that, that thing that you put soul power and, and it's not power over other people. It's not a power of dominance. It's not a power of dominion. It, it's a power from within of um, resolution, resilience, peace, love, understanding, acceptance. You know, you fill in the blank. You know, all of the positive things that make humans so amazing are what are connected to our soul. And all the things that make humans not so amazing other things that are connected to the things outside of us, you know. So you know the, the, That's the, right. the this, from this connection from the soul yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, so we see our struggles and our um, pain on the outside as something that is, you know, as a result of something else, but it's not. They are just a reflection of how we are feeling about ourselves. So when we see struggle in the world, when we see strife in the world, when we see pain, that's because we ourselves are in pain on the inside. But when we see hope and um, excitement and connection and love and happiness and freedom around us, that is a reflection of what's going on inside us. So we can create the reality of what we see outside of us by working on what's going on inside of us. And if we put, put right and heal what's going on inside of us so that we do see hope, so that we do see love, that so we do see joy. That is what we will seek in life. And that is will become our reality outside of us. And that is the power of our soul. Oh my God. Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know that I've ever explained soul power to the people in that same <laughs> to my commercial anytime. Now, why your business? With all the ups and downs, why do you believe your business? not only survived, but thrived, right? What sets it apart? What keeps it going even stronger? And I know you shifted there, but it's it's yeah. it's still you. It's still your service to humanity. Mm, yeah, yeah. Why your business? What What is about it that you feel, you truly believe that you've decided is going to return the soul power to the people? It's It's because of the people. It's because of the people that I touch, the people that I connect with, the people that gravitate to me. It's about them. You know, I could sit alone in my room and just, you know, connect in and, you know, <laughs> check my chakras and everything. But it's not. It's about the other people, the people who um, who need me, the people who are looking for answers, the people who don't know where to find the answers. Because, you know, I empower people. I 
teach people how to do this for themselves. I teach people how to connect, how to speak to their soul, how to find the answers so that they don't need me. So it's not about me at all. Absolutely. I am literally, if you like, a little stepping stone on the way. I'm, I'm the little um, bouncing board from which they they leap off into new heights. Um, you know, so I I don't want people to de- depend on me or to think that they can't achieve without me. I'm literally tooling them up for the future. I'm, you know, showing them how to change their lives, but to do it for themselves, truly empowering them so, so that like they learn gifts and tools for the rest of their life you know it's not just for when when they're with me in the sessions or in the group programs I run it's not just about that little um container of time it's giving them the 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 wherewithal and the tools that said so that they can change I can't change anybody I can't change their life I can't create anything for them but I can show them how to do it for themselves and that's it and my biggest pleasure in life is to see one of my clients, what I call fledge, you know, when a little bird gets its wings and flies the nest, when they can do that and, and I set them up and off they go and I see them soar, that's my business <laughs> when I actually yeah. let them go, you know. So it's not about me at all. It's about the people that, that I connect with. It's beautiful. And that's totally why I shifted the focus of the interviews for Soul Power to the People. It's not so much... Yes, it's important to become aware of the atrocities mm. of the yeah. implants of yeah. everything yeah. that is getting in the way of us stepping into soul power. But what I love is us collectively, it was an individual journey before, and now I really love so many soul-powered leaders out there like you, like so many, like everyone I'm mm. inviting into the show, because we're you know, it, it it can look like braggadocious. I'm bragging. I'm this and that, but no, it, you know, it it really is not. There's there's it it doesn't. It only feels foolish when we're not comfortable in our own skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. once we embrace all our unique qualities, our unique mm-hmm. soul power, and we are always connected to our soul power, whether we are aware of it or not. Yeah, you're the right. The beauty mm-hmm. of what you're saying is, once the veil is lifted. Yeah. Once you can see through the beauty and magnificence inside of yeah. you, you cannot yeah. unsee it. And yeah. then the journey now is really elevating that soul power into creating success no matter what. And that's exactly what you've shown us by sharing mm-hmm. your story. You did not um, fold and say, no, that's not for me. I'm just going to get a job or something. Yeah. Forget about my soul path and my soul purpose. No, yeah. you actually got even more yeah. determination express the totality of who you are and so what is your vision for your business going forward going forward um it's still evolving and evolving quite fast um i have just co-created a new modality that brings together all the wisdom that that i know from energy alignment uh my my ancestors emotion freedom technique uh quantum science akashic records Theta healing. Uh, I could go on. I could go on. I've taken all the magic from them, the, the things that really propel people forward, and put them together in in a, a single modality. Um, I call it the goddess effect because it does work on gods as well. Um, but it's about <laughs> realizing that we are a little slice of God, goddess, the universe, all that is, source, creator. We are a, a little 
mini carbon copy of that. There, we are not different. We are not separate from. There isn't me here and and goddess over there or whatever. I am literally um, part of that, and I have absolutely everything in me that that goddess has as well. I'm just you know a little slice of it here on Earth, and it's when we remember that and come back to that that we are all powerful. We are all knowing, and we are just pure love and that's the goddess effect so you know it's just it's not the modality alone it is you know um a, a sort of three-step modality and it tapping into your energy and finding out the 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 answers to the questions and the things it, it's about letting go of the things that are holding you back but actually talking to your subconscious to find out exactly what it is that's holding you back so it's about the things that you're not aware of it's about things that happened when you were a child that you can't remember things that might have happened in the womb things that you've picked up from your parents and grandparents generational patterns all of these things are not serving us and it's about literally just taking them off like stripping off the clothes at the end of the day it's like getting getting naked if you like back to your true self but the goddess effect is also what happens in your life when you accept that and embrace that when you accept and embrace that true true self it how it ripples out it has an effect on every aspect of your life um your relationships are better you know your success is easier your your um your sense of self is greater. You know, all of those things, that's the effect that you get in your life across every area when you accept humbly, like you say, it's not braggadacious or whatever you called it. It, it, it is a humble access, acceptance that you are as powerful as you are. And the ripple effect to society. Yes. To Everybody. reclaiming. Yeah, it, it truly is the return yeah. of the soul power yeah. to the people yeah. on a collective level. Yeah. yeah. And these atrocities have no power yeah. over any longer because we've reclaimed yeah. that power within. And and that's what we need. And when, when you were going back before, when you were saying, you know, it's not about bragging about who you are and what you can do. It's I like to reframe that as we're role modeling it for other people. Right. Stepping into our gifts and shining our light this bright isn't being big headed. It isn't um, showing off and and bragging. And it's 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 lighting the way and being the beacon and being that role model for other people. And I think that's what we need so much, especially for the next generations coming up. We need to lead by example. That's beautiful. So any final words? Um, Where can people find you? Yeah, um, I'm on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I have a website that is currently under construction. It's having a complete overhaul. And that's www.thegoddesseffect.vip. I love that. <laughs> it's good. I saw that and I thought, I've got to have that. Domain. So, so um, check in with that. And if it's still being built, come back round, circle back round. You can reach me on email, um, sass.tetzlaff at gmail.com but but i just i just like to say thank you tess for this opportunity it's been so lovely to connect with you and when you start to realize that there are more and more people across the globe who are thinking like we are and who are bringing this information to people it just is you know the proof of you know that what we're doing and how we're stepping up is what the world needs right now so thank you so much tess oh no thank you Really, the purpose of season three is normalizing this 
kind of conversation. So thank you so much, Seth, for raising your hand, letting it be known that, yes, this is my work. And this is my vision post-pandemic. This this is exactly what I want the conversations to be. And so thank you so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. We need more conversations like this. So as we conclude this episode, just please remember the key to unlocking your soul power is really what Sass said, making that decision. Mm-hmm. Until you make that decision, you're just going to be swept, you know, you're just going to be slapped but by what mm-hmm. we call or what was called life. But yeah. <laughs> I've learned that life is an expression, is an extension of me and not some something yeah. or some force that makes me miserable. I can yeah. be one with life and life is an expression of me rather than being slapped around. And that's the victim consciousness. We really need to normalize conversations mm-hmm. around our soul power, our divinity, recognizing the profound strengths already inside of us. Mm-hmm. And all of you have to do is accept that it is possible make yeah. a decision yeah <laughs> and, and it's a scary process but please tune into this show every week because we're going to show yeah. you how we're going to get you inspired by speakers as wonderful as sass really raising our voice here on soul power to the people podcast yeah yeah to return the soul power to the people thank you everyone thank you so much sass i hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.